0: and welcome again to old men on the mountain the podcast where young people tell stories they may one day tell their kids my name is jim hall i'm joined as always by craig massey a pleasure you're listening to episode 33 and on episode 33 is mr asterios kokonos
1: Guys, what's up, guys? Not too much. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a comedian. Do they know this yet? Yes, we will introduce you. I get worried because, uh, look, look, if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be like, why is the third guy talking? I don't care about him. I care about Craig and Jim.
2: This guy's trying to take over the show. (gasps) This is a hostile takeover. A little bit. I
1: frankly don't appreciate it.
2: What is this, the Bay of Pigs? That wasn't a hostile takeover. (laughs)
1: It was a takeover. failed hospital Yeah, but just there was like no air support there, and the
2: I'm nothing but air support. Sorry, but it's a little loud, the listeners. I was yelling because I was upset about Asterios' actions and his words.
1: I just want to say that the listener that heard my specific distinction, that the reason the Bay of Pigs failed was because Kennedy pulled his air support, are all impressed with me.
2: Yes, of course. I mean, we all know about that history. <laughs>
1: did you, Jim Hall?
2: Yeah. I'm really? I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. Okay, I mean, Bay,
1: Bay of Pigs, eh?
2: The Cuban Missile Crisis? I don't know. I mean, if anyone has played Black Ops, they know about the Bay (laughs) of Pigs. (laughs) Is that you Okay.
1: I didn't know that. There's a Black Ops mission with the Bay of Pigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. But uh, I do know that they fight zombies at one point. Mm-hmm. Which is a little, little off off the page of history, but yeah, uh, they yeah, yeah, go to
1: Cuba and fight. So I'm, I'm not. I don't know so if you're joking. Apparent, no, no, I'm, funny.
0: I'm not joking. There is a level, like a co-op level. It's not part of the main story. Apparently, I haven't played. Yeah, this it's yet. extra. Yeah, I have but played it. Basically, you can play as Kennedy, Castro, McNamara, and somebody else fighting off a horde of zombies trying to invade the White the House. Part. Oh, and so Nixon.
1: enemies have to unite in a moment of crisis. Yeah. enemies unite yep. in a moment of crisis. Humanity mm-hmm. versus the undead. Right. Yeah. The communist is still alive. The undead man wears no flag
2: oh wow i know what i'm doing guys shit just got unreal in here
1: shit just got undead whoa Whoa. all right well anyway yeah yeah we should if you
0: were wondering who Asterios is, he is not only a very funny stand-up comedian that i'm sure you've seen around uh i don't know if comedy clubs in the los angeles area but places where you'd see good everywhere
1: go see a show tonight i don't know what night you're listening this to on go see a show tonight i'm up yeah you'll see him but you also maybe That's heard him. That's rarely true.
2: I should probably tell the truth.
1: I just wanted to sound cool, guys.
0: Just look him up on asshole.com. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> I have a gold subscription to asshole.com, actually. Is that I, a real website? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. And I'm a gold asshole. Wow. wow. It's not a real website. I'm joking.
0: Oh. Oh, because he's a comedian. I get it. Hello. He
1: but uh, you so might have also funny.
0: heard him on NPR's marketplace. He was doing a little funny thing about. I don't even know, what was it, San Diego Comic-Con?
1: Long story the, short, I was doing jokes about Batman and Superman on NPR's Marketplace. Hello.
2: What was the joke? Well, Oh, gots. God, it really does Because you might work. have heard it, but I didn't.
1: doesn't work outside of a crowd. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Fair oh. enough.
2: And Asterios is also the writer and actor in a number of Hungry Man commercials that you might have seen on the World Wide Web.
1: That's absolutely right. I'm, I play Genghis Khan in a series of commercials <laughs> I wrote and starred in for Hungry Man Dinners.
2: Mm-hmm. And we're proud of him for that, and he does a fantastic job. That, I've seen it, and it's quality.
1: That was so much fun to – look, I think
2: a <laughs> lot of people would be like
1: posers about it and be like, yeah, that's just a – like I met – I've met a lot of comedians – I had a girlfriend who was in commercial acting. So, whenever she met like a famous comic, she'd be like, Oh, I've seen you in this commercial and this commercial. And he would inevitably be like, Yeah, that's what I just do. I'm just, I'm whatever. I do it to support my art. And I was like, No, I really enjoyed being Genghis Khan. Like, they paid me a bunch of money to dress up in 100 pounds of armor. And, like, (laughs) super hot girls put makeup on me all day. Super hot girls, like, wanted me to know if I wanted water. And I was like, yeah, I will always want water (laughs) for The answer is always, yes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They let me write the damn things. He just
2: peed his pants again on set. We're going to need a cleanup.
1: Yeah, exactly. You better get that special glove you always use, Candy, for that pee
2: (laughs) cleanup. Are you
1: kidding me? They treated me like a child.
2: We're going to need to stop giving him water. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a goldfish. He just, he just won't stop. Yeah.
1: Uh, so it was like, no, man. That was that's the most cool. fun ever, guys. Man, I can cool. imagine.
0: Uh, I mean, I look down on you for doing commercial Of course you do, You like have that. your
1: integrity. I sold <laughs> yeah. it away.
0: Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. if, if anything I have, it's integrity.
1: Bill oh. Hicks said, you do one commercial, you're off the creative roll call for life. Really? Yeah.
2: That's some, that's some real shit. Let's make things real. Speaking of real, <laughs> uh, I was reminded of something that my friend Lucas heard on uh, Larry Mantle one time. Uh, that you had a call in in that show. Why don't you explain it to us? Because I feel I think it's pretty funny. Oh, Craig. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I just surprised me, him. We've been uh, okay. talking for like a half hour before the show, and I was like, just, I'm going to bring this You're going to pounce it on I'm going to surprise him with hey, it. Li- I think it's very funny.
1: Hey, listeners, you've probably been confused for the past 45 seconds about what Craig's saying and kind of annoyed. We call that dramatic irony. So here's <laughs> what Craig's trying to say. I prank call a local radio show... Called uh, I forget what it's called, but the Larry, Air Mantle, Talk, Air Larry Talk Mantle with Larry Mantle. Oh, it's
0: not Which Way L A. It's Air Talk. Which
1: Way L A. is great show. I haven't which listened is, to it in a long time. Which but... Way L A. By the way, the the host uh, Norm, Norm Allman or whatever his name is. He has a national show too. That guy's respectable. Larry Mantle is like is like listening to the to like a, a minor league baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> like Larry Mantle, he's a broadcaster and he's good, but he's not great. And so like one time. So, like, sometimes I'll call into a show and just, like, prank him, but also try to help. Mm-hmm. And but I've done it a few times. Oh, I don't know what time you This one was about, about. That,
2: that Lucas was driving into work. Our friend Lucas has also been in the podcast. Who well, I made and a he short film you. about um, called oh, oh, oh. Disowning Lucas. Oh, wow. We can talk about it later. I wish we could all make a film about yeah, that. A documentary about you that, can. actually. Um, I did. No, no, <laughs> we, no we, we love Lucas. But, no, this one was about um, an interview that he, that he had with Obama. You mean Palin? Oh, I don't know. Well, it was with someone. Long
1: story short, um, so, uh, so, so Larry Mantle's like, what if I conducted an interview with Sarah Palin? Wouldn't that be fun? What questions would I ask if I did conduct that interview, which I won't? It's like, why am I listening to the radio to hear this? It would be like if I was like, hey, what if I did talk to George Carlin? What? I ask him. I don't know. The-? And then I don't ask him at the end. So I <laughs> called in. I called in and I was like hey, I heard you're interviewing Sarah Palin. Awesome, man. Local team. Local team win. And he was like, you see, I'm not interviewing Sarah Palin, but what question would I ask? And I'm like, man, you ask with the tough questions, man. I can't wait to get you in the room with her one-on-one. It'll be (laughs) like a lion tamer and a lion, man, and you got the whip. And he's like, no, I don't get it. He did not understand I
2: was joking. You I see, was on I mean, with him for like three minutes. I hadn't heard it firsthand, and now that how you've uh, explained it, it seems a little uh, mean-spirited, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sad I brought it up.
1: That's what I'm saying. What was I doing I with should've... that prank call? Was I just making fun of a local radio host, or was I telling him that maybe this wasn't a very good segment because it's confusing for the listener? So in a way, you're passively helping him. Well, not even passive. You were, you were just trying to help. That's mm-hmm. how I do it, guys. For example, I gave you guys this microphone. You know, you didn't need it. I didn't. You but didn't I'm need I'm it. Happy you had to have good it. microphones. But I try to give gifts along the way, guys. <laughs> wow.
0: It's actually a good time to take a break. <gasps> so let's uh, crack another one open, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be right back.
2: Come on, Shay, friends. A story time is now. Asterios Kokonos, as I said before, a pleasure to have you. A and pleasure be here. to be here. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's my pleasure. We appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to a story.
1: Well, here comes, guys. So, look. A lot of people, I'm guessing, have come on this podcast and told stories about physical fights or physical threats, right? Like, oh, That's i got like a gun pulled Jim, every on story me. that Jim tells. My original story was about almost dying. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the stuff of good stories, which is why you hear them a lot. Because, mm-hmm. like, we care about real human drama. Like, I don't care about the people, you know... On uh, Grey's Anatomy. They're all very
2: pretty and nice. And oh, I'm yeah. sure they're fine. There's some immediacy. There's some stakes because you might get your eye popped out.
1: Exactly. But mm-hmm. the gross doctors looking doctors of ER, like Anthony Edwards, who looks gross. I oh, care yeah. about Anthony Edwards, but I don't care about what's her name, Madeline
2: Grey? What's the name of the protagonist on Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I Gray? don't know, actually. Well, it was Grey's Anatomy, so you know her last name is Grey. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Is, Anthony Edwards but, actually did get his ass kicked.
1: Yes, by an African-American person in a bathroom. And then after that, he didn't trust African-Americans to the point where he carried around a gun until finally in one climactic episode, he saw... The effects of gun violence and through his gun in the Chicago River. Wait, Anthony River.
0: Edwards is in Grey's Anatomy and also no, was in, in
1: ER. We're oh. being confusing. Okay. No, no I, I was good,
2: confused. But, also just but you were clarify. talking about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, exactly. See, we're being confusing. The difference between ER and Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy is about people boning and having relationships and girls being upset and dudes kind of being uh, unclear and not fair. But great uh, ER is about an actual ER and the actual characters that live in that specific ER.
1: Exactly. And right. doctors come and doctors go. But emergencies mm-hmm. are forever. Not like, oh, two hot guys like me. Who will <laughs> I go with, Chris O'Donnell or McDreamy?
2: Yeah. And then, in contrast, in ER, Anthony Edwards, also known as Dr. Mark Green, got killed by a helicopter blade. No, Ooh. he
1: did no, Rocket, oh, got his Romano. Arm cut off? Rocket Romano got his arm cut off The guy who, if you watch 24 You'll know him as Jack Bauer's stepbrother the, the guy who they call Bluetooth Who was like tortured and killed by his father Oh, the little ball guy Exactly, I forget his name But he's also, that guy's a different guy His name is Rocket Romano And he's an asshole doctor And he gets his arm chopped off by a helicopter blade Dr. Mark Green, played by Anthony Edwards Dies of cancer Oh, that's oh. sad It's sad, but here's what they do with his last episode They do the weirdest thing Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler from 1997, guys. <laughs> still it.
2: relevant, still hey, relevant. Hey, the journey is what's worth it.
1: If I wasn't telling it, it wouldn't be relevant. So mm. moving on. So Anthony Edwards' last episode, he has cancer, canine brain cancer. So he's being mean to people until he dies. Because I suppose that when you have brain cancer... Like, you lose, like, your empathy center, and you just lash out. Oh, yeah,
2: it depends on, yeah, what's I, going I'm on not, with your I, brain.
1: Exactly. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying for, his case was that. Now, what do you want to watch on TV? Do you want to watch the character that you've loved for seven or eight years, like, cursing out Julianna Margulies, which didn't happen, but that kind of thing happened. Like he was meeting Carrie Weaver. No. She's ha- a
2: lovely woman and a lovely uh, character on that show.
1: A lovely character, exactly. Eventually her and and what's his name open up a clinic in Seattle. But moving on, there's a difference between good stories and bad stories about death and fighting. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between ER and Grey's Anatomy, and there's a difference between Mark Green's last episode being a triumph and Mark Green's last episode being boring. Okay. It's in the telling. And I'm gonna tell you guys a story. I was almost, like, killed by an ultimate fighter. Ooh. Let's hear this. So, Like
0: a real, like an ultimate fighting ultimate fighter? I don't even to know To some MMA guy? You don't know.
1: He was well, so keep, ripped.
0: Actually, you tell the story, and we'll, maybe we'll figure out who Fair it was. Enough, if we could maybe, know who I it hope
1: is. you can. I don't know. I probably so. wouldn't, it frankly, was, but. It was late. So i gotten out of a show at the Upright of Citizens Brigade Theater. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is... Let's just say that's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but for sketch comedy, for like live comedy. Like the UCB is like the big stage everyone wants to play on. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's ironic because the room is incredibly small. It, exactly. <laughs> and, but, the, but the reason it's so popular is that that room is so small. It so was a 300-person room. It would not be packed every night.
0: That's true. No, no. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just was amazed the first time I, I ever went there. I couldn't believe. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like this is like. I was just
2: surprised. How well, that's what's so nice about it, because a lot of it is the improv theater, and also it it and it works because it's so intimate. And so, if any listener is going to be visiting L.A., I think they should definitely check out the UCB. Yeah, it's like it's
1: a go fun to theater. the UCB anyway, theater. Anyway, so you got out Google of there, the you did a little show. UCB theater. So I just finished like my first show that I'd written for there. Like I'd been in the community, but not really because I'm not. The, the comedy community? Yes and okay. no, no, but specifically the improv community and very specifically the UCB community because mm-hmm. the UCB is like, it's like, it's a social circle too. Like, yeah. you know, you have to hang out there. And I don't really hang out. Like, I just kind of want to go with, to Denny's with my friends. Like, I don't go to a party. And like, if you want to be a popular comedian, here's, here's what to do. If you want to be a popular comedian, do this. Go to every party you hear about I just like buy people drinks and talk to people and be cool. That's kind of – I don't – not even buy people drinks like because that puts a weird monetary value on it. Just like be nice to people and but go to the parties. Like I don't do it. I don't go to the parties. And also
2: be very funny when you want to be funny, No,
1: no, no. That's not the case because you know plenty of successful comedians or comedy writers or producers or anything who are just fantastic networkers. And the term networking carries with it a grossness. Like, you can't say... Like, if I told you, like, hey, Jim, I'm a good networker, you'd be like, that guy's an asshole.
2: Right. Yeah, I would. Of course. I'm not... I don't mean networking. sounds like Asterios is sick and tired, and he's not going to take it anymore.
1: I'm done with it, folks. I'm absolutely done with it. Well, I've been...
0: I've done a thing in my life where I... You know, you could probably, like, argue... Arguably call it networking, but it was literally, like... Hey, my friend was having a cocktail party, and I was there, and I talked to somebody who worked on this show, and they're like, "Oh, we actually, we're looking for somebody." It's like, well, I guess that was networking, but yes. I wasn't trying to, but yeah, exactly. that's, that's the like not evil side of it. It's just like, oh, I, you know, I'm hanging out, and it happens to be we're working on something that yeah you know, we can help each other. You know? I there got you go. Jim
1: his, I got Jim a job in Los Angeles. I was going to talk about that. Exactly.: exactly. My great. first
0: ever job in LA. and that, I guess that's networking.
1: Exactly. And then guess what? I didn't want to bring it up because of that. My car broke down on like the fucking side of the freeway. And Jim came to pick me up. This and like is, yeah. is that networking? Is that like you could call that like, oh, Hollywood trading favors? Or you could be like, oh, bros being
2: bros for each other. Like yeah, being I was good people. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what's tough about LA, especially when you first move out here.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like go to the parties, but like be cool. And yeah. you can be yeah. you can be the unfunniest person in Los Angeles. Some of them are writing for NBC shows right now. I know these people's names. <laughs> and like but if you're just cool, people want to be around you. Like, so that's how you fucking succeed. So I'm at the UCB, and like, it's a big deal for me. Yeah, Because that's like great. to be there, congratulations. Means, to exactly. The show look, there. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it. It's not a big deal I'm in re- it. well, thank you, Craig. You're it's welcome. not a big deal in real life, but it's a big deal to like a 23 year old comedian. And you know, I just get out. And it's like it's like 2 a.m. because it was a midnight show, and my sketch had closed the show. The sketch I wrote. The sketch I wrote that was like. You guys remember in World War Two the Christmas piece? Yep. So I wrote a sketch. For those of you who don't know what the Christmas piece is, like – on Christmas Day the Nazis and the on the Allied forces stopped fighting for a little while and they played soccer and they exchanged gifts. They showed mm-hmm. each other pictures of their family. So I was like, what about a guy that doesn't get the message that the Christmas piece is on and just keeps murdering Nazis? And it's like and it's like, Yeah, take this Adolf off and it's like happy Crowdsgiving. And like, you know, I forget the jokes, but it's a bunch of jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it closed the show. Tug
2: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier Than whatever I wrote I'm sure Guten Tag was. Motherfucker I said it
1: <laughs> And so And this guy Walks up to us This like Really ripped Looking handsome guy Like I feel like A TV show Was walking towards me mm-hmm. Goes like John Tesh John, John Tesh is But John Tesh Looks like Frankenstein Like imagine like, That's scary Imagine okay. like a, from a, Imagine like A guy on the CW Like a handsome guy Like mm-hmm. walks up to me And he's like Who dumped that water On my car because an intern had dumped ice out of an ice chest, and some of it had hit his white car. Oops. Exactly. Sorry, this clear water is on oh your white car. Yeah. Exactly. And I go, I go, oh, you know what? I think that might have been the intern. Like He was just dumping out the ice chest. Uh, do you want me to apologize for him? And he was like, you tell that guy if I see him again, I'm going to shake him. And if you don't tell him that, I'll shake all five of you. There's a girl with us. It's like me and three dudes and a girl. Shaking? And I, yes, and I don't like, look, you can threaten me. Look, I've been threatened plenty of times, and I'll be threatened until I die because, like, I say stupid things to stupid people or smart people. I'm a fuck up. Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, like, <laughs> so moving on. That's been confirmed. Exactly. You guys get it by <laughs> now. I'm that guy. So, I go to the guy, like, I don't like that he's threatened this girl. Like, she was like my friend's fiance. So, like,
2: she, but I don't know.
1: I was the like, principal of the thing. Exactly. No. I didn't get mad because I wanted sh- to bang a girl. You shouldn't girl. threaten
2: a girl. You shouldn't threaten anyone.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. See, I because everything. Sometimes I say things
2: that sound chauvinistic,
1: and I don't mean it.
2: But anyway, so I, I don't like that. She's... Oh, girls are inherently weaker. They shouldn't be threatened. Hell. You can't take it mentally or physically.
1: Oh my god, you're right. They've got those ovaries that are just perfect bread baskets for punches. So moving on. Took it too far. Maybe uh, I did. Maybe I did. So he's complaining about water on his car, and I go. What happens when it rains? What happens when water gets on your car from the sky? It's like 2 a.m. I don't know why I'm doing this. This guy's (laughs) huge. And he goes, (laughs) Do you know who I am? I'm an ultimate fighter. I've been in the octagon. And it was at that moment that I was like, like my body made like the shitting stuff (laughs) like I tried to take a shit poop I didn't have shit in me so no shit came out luckily exactly but here's what I'm saying flip of the coin let's say I didn't take a dump in the middle of the show shit would have been all over the place
2: my own shit. I'm not just scared. from him saying he's an ultimate fighter, but he had the he had the physique to back it up.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Have you been threatened by ultimate fighters at two AM before who threatened women that you know
2: when I you're was, like a I, thirty
1: pound overweight guy? I you're cer- a
2: handsome man. I certainly have not, and I was not in I, I was not saying that you were scared. Exactly. I was trying to add some I was some scared color to the- I
1: was terrified. I always took a shit. But here's what I'm saying. I'm sorry that happened. I will definitely see when you're Craig Massey, life's easier. When you're Craig Massey, you're like a good-looking guy who's got a good job. This guy can zip into bars.
2: I gotta work for it, folks. I'm constantly. Yes, it's true. Hey, this right. guy, look.
1: This is all I'm saying about. I Craig. was trying
2: to be. Yeah, I was. Don't
1: come on. This guy's a good looking. Trying to and be nice about it, but you're it's not true. good. I can, I can do it. You're not good looking by chance, buddy. You weren't like. Oh, maybe I will wake up one day and be good. You don't eat. Don't eat too much crap. You work out a little bit you watch yourself you read a magazine see what shirt to wear you know look i'm wearing like a double xl t-shirt right now okay does not i'm wearing shorts and no underpants sorry ladies and i'm wearing flip-flops i'll make
0: sure to windex that seat
1: you better cuz it does not smell good i can imagine you, it takes I a i will lot smell of, it before but. A lot of That's people. I do. Oh, and should, you should smell every seat before you sit there because you don't know. You just don't know. Well it takes two seconds to smell a seat. Maybe maybe it saves your life. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. There might be a needle on there for Christ's sake. Hello, you when know. you smell needles, you don't smell real strong. If you smell almonds there might be strychnine on your seat. Didn't know that. Oh my gosh. What is it? Or you it's might not be. Yep, you might be having a stroke. <gasps> oh god! Don't don't smell almonds, guys. I've <laughs> you know, often wondered
0: that.
2: I knew there was some seizure, sort of smell right? when something's going to happen. It's something. Yeah, you know, like an orange but, or something. But I've had like times
0: that. where I smelled like muffins. I'm like, wait, is that bad? I like, actually <laughs> had that thought. Like, oh no, so, like, am I having a heart attack? Like, what's going on?
1: I know. Or like <laughs> when your le- when your side hurts, you're like, oh, heart attack. Yeah, every later. time my left arms ever hurt, I'm like, holy shit. But right, yeah, yeah. and you're 26. No, you're not now, but like you're thinking these things Just as like 43 years old. You're yeah. thinking these as a 43 year old. You're way out of the stroke range, you know. Hopefully, I know. I know my doctors and doctor things. And speaking of doctors, I was going to need a doctor because yes, I yeah, was, a anyway. Yeah, I almost took a dump. I was so scared. So, so he goes like, "What's your name, buddy?" And I'm like, stereos, coconuts. I'm like, look, I'm going to get...
2: Yeah, why is this guy giving you so much shit? It
1: sucks. Because he threatened people and I didn't like it. You know, that's why he's giving me shit. Here's what I should have done. Nothing. Here's what I did. Said something. something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And That's why I have a story. But it was, I'd rather not have the story. I'd rather not have almost been killed. So...
2: Oh, so uh, sorry, spoiler. He, he doesn't get killed in this story. He <laughs> did survive. He just uh, gave it away.
1: Or am I Casper the friendly podcast ghost?
2: The, the uh, question is still up in the air. Continue. Exactly. continue yeah. You guys don't like my Casper? Suspense. Images, really? No, I like that joke. Okay, thank God. We're trying Moving to up it on as we do.
1: Let's raise the stakes. It's elevating. See, yeah. when I just <laughs> did it in the end there, raise the stakes. Yeah. Moving on. Let's get some stakes in this, folks. Let's get some skin in the game. So this guy like starts shoving me. Oh. And he starts shoving me back against the side of the theater. And like, it, it's like this plexiglass kind of window, so like it's not, it's not going to shatter. But like, it's not going to give either. It's not, right, not right, going to foam. So like, he throws yeah. me in a few times. Doesn't feel yeah. good.
2: They're not used to nice comedians getting into sort of altercations. They didn't plan for that in in, in that theater. No. it usually doesn't happen. This it's, is, Atypical. This is
1: atypical behavior for the UCB theater. And also, mm-hmm. I'm wearing like a corduroy blazer. I look like Dimitri fucking Martin <laughs> at 23 years old. Like, I'm wearing like a corduroy blazer. Like, I've got like my hair slicked backwards. I'm sure my hair was stupid. Like Arios Kokonos person. Exactly. Right. You- we were all 23 once. I'm saying like, imagine this. Well, you're going to pick a fight with this guy. That guy you're going to pick a fight with. So, I'm getting shoved into the side of this building. And... <laughs> And he keeps going like, "Fight me, fight me, throw a punch." I go, "I'm not oh, going to throw, man. Oh, man." I go, "I'm not going to throw a punch, buddy." Like, okay, I just okay. kept getting up and dusting myself off. I'm not going to throw a punch, buddy. Yeah, you're going to start this fight. You're the not bigger me. man, exactly. Also, I didn't want the legal liability, honestly. I didn't want it to become a he said she said.
2: My lawyer brain took over it. Oh, of course yes. well, still you made made it still made sense well. legally, but also in terms of human interaction, you were in the in the right. As I well.
1: experienced no human interaction, only legal interaction. You're wondering, <laughs> you're lucky. I'm not raping you both right now.
2: My apologies, Your, your, your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> <Melun. laughs> I'd like to call encroachment on this play.
1: <laughs> encroachment, you say that like that great movie Encroachment. Wow! <laughs> Get the joke? I don't watch
2: any Jennifer Lopez movies, so...
1: They're all good. Made in Manhattan, written by... What's his name? Wes Anderson.
2: John... The guy that wrote Pretty in Pink.
1: John Hughes. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. No shit. And speaking of John Hughes, I was in a situation straight out of a John Hughes movie because I was being thrown up against the side of a a building. So I kept Mm -hmm. getting up, and he kept saying things like, like, oh, man, you know... Oh, you got such oh, your stupid corduroy jacket. You're not even from this country. You look so weird. I, like I, oh, you man. can't see me, but I look ethnic. Like you don't know what ethnicity, but you know I'm ethnic. Like um, like uh, and so and so like I just kept kept laughing at him. I don't remember why. Even I well, thought this than was crying. I think I was laughing. I think I was having a manic episode. Mm. I don't think I was laughing. Like look. You know who laughs when they're getting thrown up against the side of a building? People in the movies, like <laughs> the Joker. The, yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Joker or Rowdy 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 Piper, and they live or someone. Mm-hmm. You don't start laughing when you're getting beat yeah. up. Why so serious? Exactly. It's a weird pose that I enact. I think I was. I'm realizing now. I may have been having a manic episode, and so like I just kept dust, getting dusting myself off and laughing, and like my friends were nowhere to be seen. Like this girl oh, that took off. I don't know where they went still to this day. I don't know where they went. Like, um, you know, and, and the guy's like, the guy's like, oh man, you look so shitty. Oh, you, you look so shitty. And I go, look at you and your shitty jeans. And he goes,
2: these are diesel jeans. <laughs> was this? Like, oh, or like oh four or oh five. Like, yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Remember LA was jeans? a different place back then. There he was, was also a wearing a boots.
1: Place. Oh my God. He was a mess, a fashion disaster. And I'm like, and I just keep getting up. And then finally, his friend goes, Buddy, we got to get out of here. I'm on parole. (laughs) And the guy goes, I'm not on parole. I'll fight whoever I want. I've been in the octagon. And I'm just thinking to myself, at any moment, I'm going to get curb stomped. You're just ready for one punch. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know why this guy's playing with me. This guy could hit me in the nose, and then the bone of my nose goes in my brain, and then I die. Like I've heard about on Dateline. Very possible. Of course. So, like, finally, they're in, like, this weird sports car with, like, fold-out wing doors, like the DeLorean. So, like, finally, he gets back in his weird sports car. And by the way, it's not his car. It's his friend's car that water got on so this guy huh. had no claim to a fight so his friend's car was he on parole His friend, friend, the driver, was out on parole. Uh Him, the asshole whose name I still don't know, but the Ultimate Fighter we'll call him, was not out on parole, but was out for a fight. Let's call him Brock Lesnar. Brock
2: Lesnar, WWE champion.
0: That would be. He does. He does UFC now. I know he does. Which is devastating when he got killed in two minutes. I know, but then he won his next couple though. Oh really? He learned and then he lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know about that. Whatever. So Lesnar's
1: an up and down guy. Just imagine Brock
0: Lesnar actually fighting people. It's terrifying to me. Yeah, dude. it was like that.
1: It was. Like, it, but imagine Brock Lesnar with, like, the good looks of Josh Hartnett. Like, right, imagine right, right. everything that's h- bothered you in life mm-hmm. pushing
2: you up against the side of a comedy theater you love. For no reason. Yeah. For no
1: reason. Like this
2: guy had the personality of both of them combined.
1: Ex- yes, exactly. Jesus Christ. And But, again, I could have just said nothing. Mm-hmm. I could have been a grown-up and been like, hey, man, I'll talk to him. Why don't you don't worry about this? I got this. If right now, twenty-year-old Steris Cognos would be like, would be like, oh man, I'm real sorry. That sucks. Like, I'll talk to the guy. You know, why don't you take off? Because you probably don't even want to deal with it. You know, and that diffuses the situation. But me, or I'll get you a
2: towel. I'll get whatever. you. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a
1: funny joke. Like, hey man, I'll, let me get you some paper towel. I
2: you guess, know, yeah. It just kind of seems. Because the it, moment be, you uh, offer it I don't want to be contrarian but it just kind of seems like this guy just wanted to fight. Of course he yeah, did. Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter what it was. Some so cuz he's arguing with wanna, fucking yeah. water on a cart. So yeah, any like,
1: interaction you have with him is cause for why.
2: Yeah, I don't think you did anything wrong. I'm I mistake. no, I don't think there, there, there's no possible no. situation where you could have like said that don't open
1: your fucking mouth if you don't have to. In general, Asterios, oh, who's yeah. listening to this, Yeah, later, his only mistake was saying like what do you do when it rains? That was the mistake. But that's yes. a big mistake. You know what? Like look, I talk too much. And, like, sometimes, man, I go into these episodes where I make big mistakes, you know? Like, I say the wrong thing. If I just shut up, I wouldn't. Like, for 2011, that's kind of, like, the lesson I'm trying to learn. And that's the lesson I would probably tell to my kids. Like, I tell them two things. Because my father said this to me a million times, and I never listened to it. And only in the past couple of months have I really started to get it. And it would be this. When your mouth is moving, you're never learning anything. You can't be talking and learning at the same time. You can be a dick and pick that statement apart, or you can take the point of it. Oh, I like it. Exactly. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the listener.
2: Oh, He was pointing at me.
1: I was pointing. I shoved my (laughs) finger right in your mouth. It was weird and funny. But the second thing is... Tasted like Sour Patch Kids. Because it always does, because I love them. I love my (laughs) SP And so finally I would be like, like, you really don't you don't gain anything out of a fight, nothing, nothing. Mm-mm. You don't gain anything because after that, my friends that disappeared came back up to me, and they were like, "Don't you ever do that again? You scared the hell out of us." Mm-hmm. So they must have been somewhere. Mm-hmm. It must not have left me. So on they the took st-
2: off, and then the guy took off too with his friends. So then, I'm sorry, I forgot to end the story. I oh, apologize. That's okay.
1: no. So, so, so the guy, so the guy's like, oh you need to get in the car. I'm on parole and the guy's like, "Fine, fine. Fuck you. Fuck you you stereos coconuts and fuck you upright citizens brigade theater you fag badger." And I go, "What's a fag badger, Oh god?" And yeah. he goes, shut, "Shut up."
2: Oh, he left Oh. So,
1: he and he sped away in a sports car. So at least I got the last word. And then he came
2: back with a Molotov cocktail.
1: You don't know with crazy people. And that's yeah. the point of the story. Like, mm-hmm. look, isn't it fun to tell a story on a podcast about almost getting beat up by an ultimate fighter? Isn't that fun? Doesn't that make me feel like a big man to, like, have had the last word in that situation to be like, oh, yo, I made a fag badger joke. What a great story. Look, kids. and in any other podcast. Yeah, not in this one. I don't care. But I'm saying in general. In kids, yeah. my kids, don't get into fights with people. Unless it's really, really, really worth it. Yeah. And then if lessons. you're going to do it, just fucking disable them. Just hit them in the crotch or something. Oh, yeah. Because this isn't a movie. Like, life, a lot of times to me, is like a TV show or a movie or whatever. Because it's fun to think of ourselves in mediated first-person protagonistic terms. But it's not. Like, don't, don't get into a fight over some chick. Like, don't get into a fight at Ralph's because someone's being rude to someone. Don't take things the wrong way. Just be cool. That's a story. I huh?
0: liked it. Well, I'm glad, you didn't, I'm glad you didn't get your ass kicked. Me yeah, too. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> yeah. His
2: face is intact. Looks good to me. Well, okay. well, I know he was paying me some compliments earlier, but Asterios, you're not too bad on the eye. But I
1: so. pull it off. You have it.
2: I own it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just real. It's just what it is. <laughs> I can't do anything about it.
1: You can't. You can't help but be admired.
2: I know I'm like a fucking Adonis, as Jim likes to say.
1: <laughs> you say, yeah. That. What about me? Look, buddy. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm fishing though. for compliments now. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what to you, do. He, okay, Jim Hall, real quick. Wearing a very modern shirt. He's wearing a short sleeve plaid, and it's like, good. and look, you. I don't know if he bought that in 1999 or if he bought it last week, but it's modern. It's in style right now. I think Jim bought that on
2: our one of our uh, outlet shopping expeditions. <laughs> really? I where think I probably you, did.
1: What are your secrets?
2: Where do you go? It was just where the hell were we? Camariel. They have everything you need for a discount price. It's actually kind of awesome. I don't want to. It's like a huge,
0: you know, like Levi's store. That everything is like half the
2: price. Normally. Yeah, it's good. Went like there last kind of weekend shit. with the girlfriend. Where she can, loved it.
1: Okay, off air. I gotta. I gotta get this address because I love. I'm a close horse.
2: Oh yeah. You'll love oh, it. We'll tell you. Oh, you'll love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. But not on air. I don't want them to know. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to get to bu- get busy. No,
1: I don't. No. No. But anyway. Well, thank you, Esther. Maybe but. you do want it to get busy, and let's get busy with some more beer let's do it <laughs> okay let's hit some beer <laughs> keep that in
0: okay Craig what do you got
2: I got a story that I'd like you to be a part of Jim okay and well, as well. do I know this story um, you lived it yourself it's kind of the. are you telling a story about me no, no, okay, no, no. Right. no, it's just a thing that happened in history that we all have a might have a perspective on. Okay,
1: well, guys, I just want to speak for the listener and say, bring it on. Yeah, Estrellas,
2: <laughs> I will. Um, this happened in the fall of two thousand three. Okay. Uh, our, uh all, we all graduated at the same time from Emerson College, so it was our and we all went to the LA program in the early 2004. So it was our last semester in Boston for college, and it was very exciting because it was the baseball playoffs, and it was leading up to, you know, of course, the World Series, what we were all hoping for, and we were all rooting for the Boston Red Sox.
1: I was exp- I was so excited.
2: Yes, and to take. And now I'm going to cut your excitement in half and take a step back and give some little context of why I'm bringing this up now this week. Last week, we unfortunately had a situation on Sunday where the Patriots lost to the Jets unexpectedly.
0: It was unexpected, and I was sad about it.
2: I'm over it now, but I was sad.
1: I'm just real quick. Typically, like, how about this? How long did it take you to get over the Patriots losing the Super Bowl to the Giants?
2: Oh, that was a bad one. That was like a day yeah, Jim was real mad. He got mad at me when I tried to make him feel better. I don't, I, like I kind of don't remember it so uh, much. Yeah, you were a little drunk. Yeah. But well, yeah, I was right. like, hey, Jim, it was it was still a good season. And then you were, and I think you might have just said, like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, fuck off. Like, I don't, like, I don't need you to console yeah, don't you to me right, me right, me now.
1: right like, now. Yeah. yeah. You apologize I'll put it this quick?
2: way. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Craig, for okay. snapping at you. Uh, the thing is, to That's answer okay. your question, yeah. I like sports and I like, I enjoy it as much as the next guy and I'll get really angry and upset sometimes on big things but I it doesn't linger with me. Like when this Patriots lost to the Jets, I was like bummed out and literally like an hour and a half later I was like, "All right. Whatever." You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not my whole life. It doesn't make my life, but it is It's very fun to watch. It's nice to have. We've been blessed with teams that are good in the last decade,
2: and to feel like you have a community, and and you're all like there, and you know whether you win or lose, and you never know what's going to happen, and that's you know it. it, it, It's fun. It's a fun. It's exciting,
0: unpredictable drama.
2: Yeah, and it was the same thing in in two thousand three in the fall. You know, we were we were all there in the city. Jim and I were living in Mission Hill, which was not looked over Fenway Park, but we could hear. Fenway. You part. can see the scoreboard. And, and, yeah, you can see the scoreboard. You can see like the huge You were a home run hit away. Oh yeah, we could sort of.
1: We can well, say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? You can't disagree <laughs> with me on that. I'm sorry. I know what it's not a home run hit away. I'm contrarian. I know where it is. Although you could hear it
0: when Bruce Springsteen played there, you could hear it.
2: Oh yeah, a Springsteen song so that away. was cool. No, it's yeah. true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah That exactly. was yeah. That was uh, something that happened. This is just to put in reference of how close we were. I was walking up from the uh, the train up to my apartment there in Mission Hill, and I was like, man, like someone's playing Bruce Springsteen really loud. Like, well, why are they you know playing it so loud? And then I just looked over and I realized. Oh, that's like a live song. Why are they playing that so loud? And then it it was because it was in Fenway Park and he was playing a concert.
1: (laughs) What is with all the Springsteen tonight? (laughs) This guy is driving me out of control.
2: That's how I felt. You were born to run away from that music. What was it? You were born to run away from that music. Yep, but the hill was just a little bit too steep. And I think Jim might have been with me, and he might have puked, so I, we took it slow. It's possible. We took it slow, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. um. So, fall 2003, Red Sox in the playoffs. Jim, would you like to help me out with any sort of context, or any? do you know any of the teams? It was the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And what, what other context do you want? I mean, oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to any sort of build up to the other part. So the Red Sox were
1: having a dynamite season, right?
2: Well, we had the, the in the divisional series, we had gone
0: down 2 games to nothing. It was a best of 5 series. You only win 3 games. We were down 2 nothing to the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Came back and won all those games.
1: Hey, mm-hmm. strong team by the way. They were there to compete and they
0: almost took it. Oh, they sure did. Mm-hmm. But we came back and won that one. And then we were playing the Yankees, our hated rivals, and we uh well, I don't know where, where what part mm-hmm. of the story takes place. So, I yeah. No, that was good. That's
2: what I wanted. Okay. Thank yeah, you. So it was, You're was a big
1: fucking deal. Yeah. It
2: was a big deal. Why well, I asked you for that because I knew you could, you, you could deliver on that, Jim. Okay, okay So great. thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was working at Uno's, as was Jim, on Boylston Street, all very excited. I'm as so the, sorry.
1: I'm just going to interrupt you once. I didn't know that, and I love that pizzeria Unos. On Boston? I know the Unos you're talking about. Copley Square, baby. Exactly. Yeah. And I would go there with my friends, and they had $3 pints of Killian's Red, and we would just get drunk all night at Unos. We're 21-year-old hipsters. And we would get the giant peanut butter cup that they had. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm eating chocolate right now, guys. Listen to this. (laughs) That's how much I love Chocolate. I love that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, I met a oh, hot sad. waitress. We, uh, we, we, I love that point. We
2: didn't work a lot on the bar side of it, so you probably that's that that's probably didn't that's see too me. much. But, but keep, keep uh, going. Yeah. I'm so Yeah. So we were super excited. You know, the playoffs were on. It was the uh, you know, the the league playoff series. So obviously, we we're making some more money. People were coming into town. It was great. You know, and it was just really fun to watch. In general, of course, of course. And from our apartment, when we weren't working, we could hear. The as we were watching it on the TV, we could hear a little bit before or after from the actual from Fenway Park, them, you know, screaming in excitement, and also throughout the whole city, you could hear it. Yeah, you know, with any play, if they're going to get a big hit, you hear it. before. Yeah, you it must
0: happens. know this, is Even if you didn't care about the baseball, there was a buzz
1: going on in it the was town. Ima- look, it was imagine, weird, right? Imagine that the baseball game is happening all around you. Like, yeah, imagine yeah, you're yeah. in the fucking baseball game, you're just walking up Tremont Street. Like, by big... It's, it was amazing. The whole city it was that game. It really does mm-hmm. come
2: alive when it... Yeah, you know. yeah. And there was a number of games that happened leading up to Game 7. During those other games, when we had whatever sort of, you know, comeback or any sort of win, we would hear it. And the city was, as you say, alive. We were, like, you know, drunken people walking around. It was fantastic. So as... You know, as playoffs happen, it comes down to a Game 7. We're all very excited. I happened to be off from my Uno's restaurant job that night, looking forward to hopefully a World Series and thinking that I was going to make a crap load of money, (laughs) especially before I was going to be moving to L.A. within a couple months and thinking like, yeah, I'll have a little bit extra cash there. Like, I mean, like probably like a grand. I was thinking that I could make more. You know, if I would be working those games and, yeah.
1: your, and and it's not easy work obviously because those places <laughs> are slammed like you're not just this grant didn't fall on your lap you would have to fucking work for it but you could have made the money
0: yeah well everyone yeah, yeah, sitting there is getting four or
1: five drinks yeah. well
0: at this that's point it's crazy yeah. yeah at this point that's we've been,
2: been at a restaurant a couple of years we know what to do in certain situations like that when it's busy and we just you know get in get your money and, that, yeah. and that's what happens just like on the marathon like when uno's is right near the the uh you know the Worst finish line, of the, ever, marathon, finish line right. of the Boston Marathon. Yeah, terrible day to to work, but if you get a good section, you can make a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah. So that's what uh, I was looking for. This was Game Seven. Uh, we uh, got up to maybe it was inning uh, or inning six, and yeah. then Pedro was still in. Mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez was the pitcher. Uh, you're going to have to help me with this stuff, Jim. You know well, what? Oh, well, tell me what you need to know. You know I don't know. I, 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 I need some game plays.
0: <laughs> Um, I don't remember, like, super specifics. So I just remember thinking that uh, when he was playing, or in that game, he got out of the sixth inning, and I remember thinking, saying to my dad, oh, well, if he gets out of this inning, we're going to win the game. Because mm-hmm. we had this whole thing all during the playoffs. It would be, I think, Alan Embry. I don't know the other guy. Whatever. It was like this kind of, like, plan. Like, one guy, seventh inning, one guy, eighth inning, and then, it's killing me, the closer, Keith Folk, I think. I don't know, it doesn't matter. But... It Kevin, was like Kevin we, Folk. No, it was no. Keith Folk. Oh, I mean, okay. it was. Just, I think he was the guy. It doesn't matter. The point is, they had a thing like seventh, eighth, and ninth inning every game, like for the most of the season, indefinitely in the playoffs. So I was like, oh, if he gets out of the sixth
2: inning, we're going to win the game. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, he got through the sixth inning. So I was yeah. like, all right, holy shit, we're going to win.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and with this win, they would go to the World Series for the first time since 1986 at this point. So yep. that would have been 17 years. And uh, where were you during when this was happening? I was at home in New Hampshire, actually. You were? Okay, so watching it with your mom and dad? Yeah. Do you remember where you were? Were you watching the game? I'll
1: tell you exactly where I was. I was at the top of the hub. The top of the hub is a restaurant at the top of the second highest building in Boston. The highest building in Boston doesn't have a restaurant on top of it, so fuck that.
2: That's a Hancock Santa?
1: The Hancock Santa doesn't have it, yeah, but I tell you now, the Prudential Santa has a restaurant on top of it. And so... And I'm there buying seven dollar beers because I'm like I got nowhere else to go. Like I'm stuck here now with this game, and I'm stuck with my seven dollar beers because I can't not watch this game. So keep going. I'm sorry. That's where I was. Mm-hmm.
2: So no, they, just to, this was something as we said earlier that it was a communal event. So I wanted to see where you guys were at for it. So we came up to. I think it came up to extra innings. Uh, the Yankees came back because no, it was, wasn't extra innings. Oh. <laughs>
0: Why? Well, I you know, it help. might have I need gone, your help. Actually, then. you know, it, we've
2: been here for now, a while. I've had a few Now beers, that I've said it, be
0: honest. it might have gone 10 innings, I guess, now that I'm saying it. Uh-huh. But the real thing is that Pedro came out in the seventh inning and the Yankees tied it.
2: Mm-hmm. Because, and then it yeah, ended. It, yeah. Now our here's our the pitcher should have been taken out by the manager, Grady Little, at that time. Yes. I served Grady Little a number of times at the Unos on Boyle I saw him at least one of the times. His we wife was very nice. Yeah. Shrimp and crab fondue? Yeah, he was a little quiet. Yeah, she, yeah, she, oh, he liked the shrimp and crab fondue and buffalo wings. She enjoyed it. Probably the most salad. fattiest thing you can possibly oh, yeah. order. The yeah. shrimp
0: and crab fondue, you tried it. Yeah. Well, hopefully you did. It was delicious. I course I
1: did, and I'll try it again right now if you serve it to me. Because the
0: fondue was honestly cheesy and amazing, but plus the, the Super buttery, insane little bread things they put on it. It was crazy. Super I, I good. couldn't even imagine. Man,
1: that's how they do it. If you want to die, go get some coconut shrimp. From like a moderately priced chain restaurant, <laughs> yeah. it will just straight up, yes, it's yeah. the worst thing you could eat,
2: but it's mm-hmm. delicious. It's
1: del- of course, yeah, it's, del- yeah, yeah, of it's course delicious. Of course, it is, and it's yeah, a it's nice comfort
2: food yeah. after a number of losses. And I think a lot of the times, Grady Little would come in after those losses. Well, I remember I don't one, don't one of those remember, games. Yeah,
0: this is very off topic, but the first time he came in, That's I don't not remember not top, who, who. Off topic at all. Well, yeah, but well, it was him, and then also Adrian Gonzalez, who was playing at the time. Oh yeah, the Texas Rangers, and he and, uh, he had
2: since after that got way better.
0: Right? I get, I don't know, but it it was like he was there, yeah, and people see. got autographs, and it was like it was just it was a weird. As a baseball fan, it was a really weird yeah. night to be at work. And, and that's what's like whoa, like it
2: was just you know it was yeah. just. And that's what's anyway. fun about living in the city. Kids, yeah. if you can, we'll talk about this lessons learned later. If I if if I you know forget or not. Anyway, live in a city, you can have situations like this. Um, communal event, very excited. World Series, first time that we're going to be playing in the World Series in 17 years. Comes down to. Uh, a number of outs, yeah. And anyway, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, happen. I can't fill in gaps. because I don't know where no, you're going, no, so fine. I don't it's know. Fine. I don't no. want to give anything away. No. No. I don't know. We get to a certain point where we switch out the pitcher that Grady Little should have switched out a couple innings before. <laughs> we bring in a number of other pitchers who then give up many runs. <laughs> so, so then we are, uh, we get to we're a certain point where we're tied. I think we're in the 10th or 11th inning. We I think it was ten up. innings, yeah. Um, and then it was the Yankees are up at bat. There are a number of people on the basis. I don't, I don't know the specifics. And then a certain person who no one had ever heard of before on the Yankees hit the home run. Aaron you know, Boone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the whole city's dreams were dashed. Not only could I not make an extra thousand dollars, who Uno's, I went out on my porch just to have a smoke. The city was not in revelry. It was, of course, it was not in revelry. It was like deathly silence. And that's like what I think sports do for a community. Like everyone is very excited together or they all feel that together. And then just everyone just didn't know what to say at that point. I was looking out over the city, looking into Fenway Park. It was they were playing in New York at the time, I believe. Um, yeah. But I looked down on the street. There was a man just walking, stumbling drunk, of course. <laughs> because not only because it was a playoffs, because it was Boston, right? Yeah. And he just he just and there was not, no other sounds. And then he just walked up to a, like a st- uh, a stop sign and just punched it. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take that stop yeah. sign and you know. This- <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was it, Yeah, it wasn't even like cry he was just like this just sucks he just like just punched it like a boston dude would do um That's and this you know, is like, you know, boston this is a special moment for in my life because it was just about the time that i was going to leave the city but also i think that we could people can relate to it in any city that has a really bad loss um where we're, i mean do you remember when when you, when they uh it was an exceptionally bad loss Sorry, that this story is is.
1: But the Red Sox went on to win. The Red Sox. Well, in two thousand four, they exactly. did. Yeah, they, the next the year. redemption. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I, so I mean, like you know, that's the point. I, I mean, I, not the point pointy story, but that's really important. Like, I, I like your story because you can feel Boston convulsing. You know, like as a people. Yes. Well, we, nothing connects us like sports does, and it's so weird because I didn't realize it till later in life. As a kid, I never watched sports. Okay, like.
0: But Were you just not interested, or did you take a, I don't want to say contrarian, no but it's sort of like, hey, fuck that, I no,
1: don't want to. No, no like I, I didn't,
0: why, I wasn't interested, I was like in eighth grade, I didn't care, you exactly. know what I mean, like I just didn't. Because
1: yeah. because eventually I realized that it's not about this, these games, it's about these people, you know, it's not about like this team, it's about this guy and his dream, and it's about a mm-hmm. lot of those
2: guys. Like, And it's, it's about the, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching who have, paid attention to this one guy or this team over years and like give their time up
1: yeah but why don't but why don't we show the same interest in a horse race that we do in a football game because it's not about it's not just the wins and losses you know and like that's the thing about the, which i'm trying to bring up about boston like Jung called it the collective unconscious Like, this thing that we all tap into. Mm -hmm. Like, we all know things are good. Oh, right, Noam Chomsky. Oh, oh, Chomsky, exactly, exactly. Like, that's that's why sports matters. Like, I didn't get that until so recently. That, like, everybody plugs into it like the fucking Matrix. And, like, so the thing I like about your story... It's like you can feel Boston's loss.
2: Yeah. Like when it's, Angelina yeah, Jolie it's, doesn't do It's not do about it. people losing their personalities. Like it's a part of the person. It's part of their lives where they felt like this. And it's not just because of this one team. It's because they were living in this city or cared about this city.
1: It's this, But there are, there are so many relatable things that we don't care about. Like, mm-hmm. like we don't, like if Angel, like the tourists didn't do well, boss is not freaking out, you know, like because Angela and Joey right, didn't right. win the box office big. Like, like yeah. there, like there are so many sports is entertainment,
2: you know, like it's a
1: TV show we watch yeah. every week. And even it's, it's yeah,
2: very base level. That's what that
1: exactly is, sports yeah. is like a play that they put on TV, you know, like why do we care more about that than other stuff? And it's just like I don't know, actually.
2: But I like. I don't know either, honestly. It has drama. I do it changes like, every week. There's actual human beings that aren't acting like other things, other than maybe, you know, T.O. or other you know, people. i let them act. That, on. That's frowned upon. Well, I think of it this uh-huh. way, too. Like, I,
0: I've thought about this, and like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's almost like when you're watching something, like, hoping something will happen, you know, it won't.
1: You mean like a NASCAR race? Well, yeah,
0: maybe you're waiting for a crash or whatever. Yeah. But not necessarily even a bad way. Like, there was like a joke. You might remember this. It's on the old. On the American office, they had this thing when they were watching for that. They are in a conference room, and the TV screen had a little ball that was bouncing on the corners, and they are waiting for it to hit the corner. You know yes, what the, I mean? The yeah, DVD. yeah, the, the DVD uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The screensaver it's thing. It's kind of like that yeah. in a weird way. It's like, say, I was following the Red Sox for most of my life. I mean, in the periphery, and it was like waiting for something to happen, and you didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So when you get really close to it happening then it doesn't, you're a little more devastated. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, what if like, your mom was going to buy you a Sega Genesis and then you start going to the store and like saw her looking at them be like oh my god she's going to buy it then she didn't it would be kind of like oh. Oh. you'd just be bummed out like you almost had it then you lose it and I like, can now that's, that's, that you mentioned you the Sega Genesis
1: mean? I can feel your point if you had mentioned if you had said the Xbox I would not have agreed with you but oh, well, yeah. I remember wanting that's, the Sega Genesis of so bad of course, me too exhausting. that was actually
0: my ultimate Christmas present one year was Sega Genesis I was so excited
1: what game did you
0: get well it came with Sonic the Hedgehog obvious and
1: I know. I don't know. Fantasy Star.
0: I did not have that. I had the Sega Master System though. That I think I had that on. That. Oh, that's so cool. Was it
1: like Ultra Beast? or There was some
0: altered beast. Altered, altered beast. Altered. Did you, there
1: was. Did you play Tone Jam and Earl?
0: I did a little bit. I didn't like it so much. I it's a it was, really bad. It's game. It's a weird game. Yeah. I was. I liked Mortal Kombat. I liked NBA Jam. Great game. I liked... I played Street Fighter. I didn't like it very much. On it, uh, I liked it.
2: Road Rash on the uh, Genesis. Yeah, that was good. Pick an up, awesome game. You could pick up a chain and hit the other people on the Mars. I really
0: liked Captain America and the Avengers. <gasps> hey, you will be the one escaping. <gasps> yeah, <it's like> <laughs> <laughs> that's a was line like, of dialogue. There was a lot of game, like, like, folks uh, who didn't understand the, that the, joke. You know, the best line of dialogue ever was when somebody died. Anybody died actually of the heroes.
1: They said, <laughs> "I can't <laughs> move," because that was the can't it was a, move. And then the vision dies. It's like, yeah, we get a vision. You're going offline. He's a living machine. Yep. And Did, this is a living pod- This is a living podcast.
2: You know? it, it's a living breathing. And sometimes
1: breathing. it needs to take breaks. Like, I need beer. Can I get another beer, guys? Yes.
2: Yes. So anyway, that's what happened in 2003.
0: It was a sad time. I wish I had been in the city for that game, but I'm yeah. glad I wasn't in the same time. Mm-hmm. But I
2: thank you for your perspective on it, Jim. Thank
1: you're you, you. Your brilliant sports perspective. 'Cause so I only understand the. I didn't know who was playing in the game. I still don't know now. I know Kurt Schilling did something, but like, nope, did he? No, so, he wasn't in the
0: next year. No, two thousand four, he did. Yeah.
1: shows you how little or much I know. That like uh, his sock turned red. I think he yeah, was, was going to be senator I was 04. once. Right, exactly. I'm in the wrong year. Like that's um, okay. I yeah. think we'll
2: later talk about that in another episode. But
1: I like that you're here, Jim, to
2: put it into perspective. I don't well get that
1: forty an stuff, and
0: maybe I can stories. blow your mind right now, Craig. <gasps> Do you know the two players that signed with the Tampa Bay Rays from that team Um, last night?
2: Okay, signed with the – oh, the Rays. Um, Division rival, upstart. Are are these – because I haven't seen the news. This big news? Yeah. All right, so I would guess um, Ortiz. Nope. Um, From that team. Yes. But they might not necessarily be on the Red Sox at this point. Correct. Cabrera. Nope. Bigger.
0: Manny? I'll just tell you, Manny, Manny Ramirez, and Johnny Jorge. Damon, Jorge Posada, Johnny Damon, and Manny <laughs> Damon Jorge and Ramirez, Jorge was in the Yankees. I know, know it was a joke. I just wanted to say Jorge
1: Posada, Mickey Mantle.
0: But seriously, wow, Manny Ramirez big. and that's Johnny serious. Damon are both playing very, very team good last players. year. Wow, they're, they're so. But they but lost also, a lot of players. Well, we the, got their best players on the Red Sox we've, now. We've got but. good
2: pitching this year, and they've obviously got some old talent for uh, for batting. But we'll see. No, that's not true. They're the youngest team in the league. But those two guys. Well, Manny and yeah. Johnny.
1: Manny and yeah. Johnny are old guys. Yeah. They're all pros. They'll they will have some leadership for the team. It'll, It'll be same. weird. Ooh, I like that. Well, anyway, serious good idea.
0: We should anyway, take a break. Yeah, eh, I and, just uh, want uh, another beer. You get to know don't know the have system. System. to.
2: I just want to drink. Thanks,
0: thanks for making me relive
2: <laughs> that terrible night. Thank <laughs> you so much. Jim, I thought you could bring some, some levity I to it. I wasn't in
0: the city. I wasn't there when it happened. I can't <laughs> have anything to do.
2: I didn't realize, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgive you. (laughs) Thank you. On behalf of no one. (laughs) I'm going to think
0: about it. Still appreciate it. I'm here. I don't want to give a false apology. I mean, false. uh, What? A what? A what? False forgiveness? Hey,
1: don't bear false witness. (laughs) Is there a word for the uh, apology? I accept your apology. Thank you. (laughs) That's not. All right, let's. uh, I got a drink.
0: Sometimes when we tell stories, we want to take something away from them. Not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Say not take it away, learn something from it perhaps. Yes, yes. maybe that's a better word. Yes. Lessons. So what did we learn
2: today? I can start. I would love to hear what Jim learned. He was a constant and vigilant yes listener. I am a very good listener.
1: Not a, lot, not a lot of
2: contributions, but a lot of listening. Yeah, I yeah, but think you know I contribute. No, I think, I'm just think giving think you shit, good. Jim. Guess
1: on. what? The the you're never going to think the guy that said nothing was unfunny. So smart. <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, What'd you learn? Know, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, well, I think some uh, from Asterios's story. I think we kind of already know it was sort of like you got to you got to watch your mouth. Sometimes Sometimes you want to run your mouth. Sometimes you got to pick your fights. In this guy, ga- in this case that guy wasn't he was picking a fight which was stupid he wanted to get in a fight i don't know what he was trying to prove i don't want to put you down but i mean beating you up for this guy probably wouldn't be much of an achievement no i could understand if he was like picking a fight with another like big dude because he didn't want to prove how tough he was right i mean i don't understand that but i could i Look, get it you know in that case but like picking a fight with you it just seems it kind proves of
1: nothing right pr- literally he even trying that. to impress a girl
0: and, and likewise, picking a fight with me would also prove nothing. It of course, would be like,
1: man, we're just regular guys. Right? You yeah. Gain nothing from I'm beating not up a, a regular fighter. guy. That's I don't right. work out.
0: I don't have muscles.
2: I don't you have any good. fighting skills. That's not. Look, I'm not man. trying to put myself down. I'm just saying.
1: And not to take anything away from you, but please continue with your story. Yes. yes.
2: What I'm saying is that if you want to really pick a fight with a real man, pick one with me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Craig, massive assy.
1: Craig, massive. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Beat him up, guys, if you can. Beat him up. Whoop. <laughs> So, and he'll actually, take a fight anytime any place is his thing craig has an open door po- just run up to him on the street and give him a kidney punch he likes
0: it it actually when he gets drunk he likes to get hit it's a weird thing it's a little known fact i'm gonna stop you when you stop saying things that make sense <laughs> <laughs> and uh i guess also i guess i'll keep going with craig's story i, I learned a lesson that i'm not sure you realize the lesson which was no. don't count your it's classic. but Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. That's you the our, Truth. I think it was the loss was even more, beyond all the the whatever
2: reasons that you care about sports mm-hmm. or don't care or whatever. I was trying to build drama with the with the story, but I right. definitely counted some chickens. It mean it meant something to you
0: because you thought you were going to make a thousand plus dollars and made nothing. Yeah. Even that I mean, night, no. people would have stayed drinking all night instead they just left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so. It. it I think. You just can't. You can't ever anticipate anything. Mm-hmm. I know that from my day to day life. I'm a freelance guy. I've had jobs that I thought were going to happen. I already penciled it in. I'm like, ah, I don't care. I'll go on this trip. Fuck it. Like, I, I'll have money. And then it's like, oh, the job's not happening now.
1: Fuck. It's a, it's some, it, You know, just happened to me. Do. I was just told I was going to be on a TV show. They were like, they were like, you come in on the 19th, and it's going to be like Mansers meets Cars. And I was like, "What?" Nice. And they were like, the t- "You know the exactly. T- you know the TV show Mancers on Spike TV." I was like, "Yes." And they were like, "It's like that, but for cars." I was like, "That oh, makes no sense." That sounds sense. like a, like a
2: bad TLC show. It, I'm not I, to judge it. No,
1: like I don't know what
2: network it was. Maybe TLC
1: you Gearheads. Know? Gear, exactly. And and they're like, "So you come in, buddy?" And I was like, "I'll Gear take door. the day off of work." Great. And I, like penciled out a day of work, and I was like, "Don't pay me that day because I need to go be on TV." Yeah. I call them the next day. I'm like, "What's up?" And they're like, oh, man, that got canceled. Did nobody tell you? I mean, me? Did I not tell you? Because I'm a freelancer like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing is guaranteed, but part of me likes
0: it. I don't know about you. you know, Jim but- and
2: I, yeah, we mentioned this in, in passing many times as we were both venting about our jobs, but I am there five days a week for the last f- five years or so. Five and Jim, and, and, like, and that has a certain ups and downs, but Jim has his... Freelance, which he, you know, could work real hard. Whenever he works, he works very hard. But then he would have some time off. And I was thinking like I would love to have that time off, but also that could sometimes be even more stressful than actually working. You know, Guys, not be working. it's, yeah, like I mean, it's but it's not more yeah. stressful than working. It's, no, it's I, pretty think I,
1: I think I, I will put a button. Okay, on this one. great. <laughs>
2: well, now I feel like crap, and I'm going to get mad at
0: you every time. You, you do you have, have benefits. You have health insurance. I, I don't do. have those things. I do so have those. That's what you, you're know, you paid
1: for it with that. It's like the stock market versus the bonds market. The bonds market's where your money safe, benefits, a regular day job, a parking space, lunch, friends. But the stock market, freelance, you can make some real money real quick. Or you can lose it all. Who do you want to be, listener? Do you want to be a Jim or a Craig? Pick one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's real. Those are pretty
0: bad yeah. choices. I <laughs> uh, neither,
2: please. It's like a would you rather question. Sorry, you know? sorry, world. There's only two types of people. It's a gym or a Craig. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's upsetting either way.
1: <laughs> either way, it sucks to work, right? It doesn't matter if you're working for yeah, a day or, or for thing. a week. It sucks. Hey, you're dad sucks? rich?
2: Just enjoy that then.
1: Even, exactly, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah, even I mom. like my job most of the time, but still, like and I like editing and it's cool, and I could tell myself my high school self that this is what you're doing for a living. This is great, and I'd be excited when I was 18. But now, sometimes you're working on something, you're just like. Ugh gotta look for b-roll <sighs> yeah you know just you know it's like jobs, anything else jobs. it's like That's whether you're adding you numbers or you're fucking whatever it doesn't matter right, it's, but, a
1: job, it's a job exactly yeah.
0: when it, it becomes as soon as you get paid it becomes not you think fun. conan wants to go in every night no he doesn't oh, of course, yeah.
1: some nice conan doesn't want to go in i'm sure because he'd rather be taking care of his kids or he was watching tv or something it's a job even the best job is a job
0: yeah it, it, you can't you can't put a price on it. Well, I yeah. guess you can, because right, you get paid. But Hundreds it, of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. In, in his case, yeah, wham, wham, wham. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know. But yeah, anything that's fun when when you start getting paid and have to really be there on time, it the little bit of the fun goes away. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, it is really fun. And whatever, I don't have a point, but keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really know what you've been doing,
2: but just keep doing it, man. I'll do it, guys. Yeah.
0: Thank you,
1: guys.
2: Um. I know you had mentioned That you had You might have had Some specific lessons But if, if, if we've already Covered it I, I apologize
1: Oh look No and don't, and don't apologize To me for thinking Of my ideas if, if you've said things That I thought of Maybe I shouldn't have Thought of them in the first place If they were so unoriginal So let me say this uh, You know I'm sorry I wish I had Like a specific Hard lesson I could take From your story But I will say this It was so nice To be like Taken back to Boston For your story For like a little while to like because I forgot I was at the richest place in I was at the top of the hub. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where all the money is and all the hot girls. Like when I was whenever I was trying to impress a girl, I would take her there.
2: Money, hot girls, what else do you want?
1: Exactly. And I'm hot just like wings. some sh- I'm just like and
2: stereos is in deep.
1: Right. I'm just like Yay. some schlub that's like, how much is a Bud Light? Seven dollars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I guess I'm right, exactly. I think <laughs> hey, it was like at seven least or it's eight. Not 10. Right. Now <laughs> this was two thousand three, guys. And so and so I'm just it was so weird. It was kinda like uh like what's his name? Um uh Fat Boy Slim, you know, the he has this song Halfway Between the Gutter and the Stars, where where like, you know, he thought of it because like he was literally lying in the street drunk and like Cameron Diaz came over to him and was like, Hey Fat Boy Slim, what's up? And he was like, I guess I'm always gonna be halfway between the gutter and the stars. <laughs> like I just imagined uh-huh. myself like the poor, That's a mind fuck The poorest person at the top of the hub Like hoping the Red Sox would win It was nice to think about that for a while I do miss those days
2: Did you feel like the, the people who were working up there And like the doorman or the elevator man Was looking at you All better out? than me, yes They were yeah. like, what are
1: you doing here? You're wearing a t-shirt and a
2: blazer Why are you here? <laughs> this is unbelievable <laughs>
1: you Don't belong here This sir. is
2: Boston, alright American <laughs> Eagle, rugby t-shirts <laughs> We need some cargo pants.
1: <laughs> I would so wear that right now just for fun.
0: <laughs> we should go to a party sometime. Or just go to a really nice club dressed as, like... Mass holes? Mass holes from 1996.
2: There's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like really, a really. Hey, have you guys not heard about the pixies? The pixies are pretty good, <laughs> eh?
1: Right out of UMass. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, well, I got to go. I have a date. I'm okay. not kidding. Oh, well, let's do some business really enjoy quick. Then. Oh, what do you got? I'm date. sorry.
2: Well, yeah. Well, Asterios. You yeah. Want first of all, to, if you want to plug. I'll
1: plug. You I'll a Twitter it. account of some yeah. kind. Of yeah, television. guys. Listen, that, this is the big deal. Do me a favor, listener. If you've liked this episode, I've been Asterios Coconut. I've done this for free. Okay. I came down here and these guys were real mean to me. I know they seem like they're fun on air. It wasn't free either, by the way, but keep going. Yeah, I don't want to talk about well, it. I didn't want to either, but you. So, okay, anyway. Yeah. Long story time short, I spent some time on a Shit. couch with some men I didn't want to. But here's why. Because I want you to take out your phone right now and go to twitter.com slash Asterios. Here's how you spell it. A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. Again, twitter.com slash A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. T-E-R- okay, great. <laughs> I'm building a moment here. Okay, I spent fifty five minutes talking so I can have a plug. Do I need to do this plug again? Yeah, do it again. All right, toss to me again. I'll do it quicker. Just toss to me again. No, that's a stereo. Starting. No, e- let me just E-S-S-T.
2: do it. What? Let me just get the plug done. It's
1: asteroids at (laughs) twitter.com. It's so – I'm going to do a retake so bad. Okay, no, for real. Okay, good. Spell it again. All right, good. Let's just – okay, taking it from the top again for this. Toss me the plug in, would you? I'll just be real quick about it. Asterios, you have a Twitter? Yes, I do. I want you guys – if you liked me, if you thought I was funny and you thought I was cool, pull out your cell phone and go to twitter.com slash Asterios. That's spelled A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S twitter.coms like just come on friend me friend me right now we also
0: have a twitter it's old men podcast at well at @oldmenpodcast i guess yeah old yes. men po- you made it oh, yeah, we have a Tumblr. well i was going to well. say at twitter, @twitter.com which is twidler twidler well that no, too mess it up <laughs> that might be a porn site i'm not sure <laughs> um, we also have a facebook page you can search old man on the mountain we have Tumblr, old man on the tumbler oldmenonthemountain.tumblr.com. also obviously find us on itunes rate us Give us a review. Five
1: stars, I think, for this episode. And, Every
2: time. And if you give us a good review and actually have stuff that you want to talk to us about, go to oldmenonthemountain at gmail.com. You can also send us an email, please, from that email station. We're very easy to contact, so just do
0: yeah, it. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. We're, we're very please, desperate for no, email. Please.
1: Uh, please. We've we. had no
0: feedback literally no feedback. Yeah, not true. We've just been winging it. We've no, never I sent you guys those dick pills.
1: <laughs> that email for dick pills was from me. Well, they didn't really work though. Well, wow, that's your fault for not having big enough dicks in the first place. <laughs> it, no. No. Yeah. The dick <laughs> I, pills uh, did work for me. Oh. Ooh.
0: So you oh. Well, I I I'm going to cut that out
1: then. I right, love it love it guys go to twitter.com slash stereos do it guys come on
0: let's get some funny uh, some funny jokes some goofs
1: yeah it's some just a, spoofs it's <laughs> a place for goofs and spooks and jokes Fun. and folks hey
2: you want to hear a joke that i heard on a stereos.twitter.com or wherever the hell That's he was talking about definitely not about? how hey. you get there no you go there you go hey what where does the general put his army where? In a sleevey?
1: <laughs> right? Am I right? Let's end it on that. You're not going to find out on, end my it on Twitter. that. Twitter. Don't be fooled. Just Jokes of on- that quality aren't on my Twitter. We should end it on that.
0: <laughs> okay, well, Asterios, thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Truly. Thank you, Asterios. Thank a you for pleasure. taking time out of your busy schedule. Made I appreciate pleasure. it. I'm here for you. Stop looking at your cell phone. Look at me. I know. I was Look hoping we were. Re- I was you. trying to no, not he
1: literally <laughs> was looking at his
2: cell phone and as he was saying, I'm here for you. <laughs>
1: to make it seem like I wasn't engaged. Like you could close down. I love you, baby. I love you too. Let's do this. Close it. I love well, you, baby. Like I said, thank you and um thank you for listening and
0: um not you, the listeners. And uh we'll be <laughs> back we'll be back soon. Jimmy, thank
2: you for all your hard work in editing this episode. You're welcome. It's going to be it's going to be fun.
1: And yes. thank you for editing this. Oh Norbally
2: Oh Norbally.
1: you've never seen that movie Norbitly? It's hilarious. Eddie Oh Murphy. Norbit. Eddie Mer- Norbitly. It's the sequel to Norbit. What's a silonym?
0: Gotta oh. go
2: <laughs> Asterios if you turn it off.